0: Love, to Radio. I Fusion knocking knocking. town keep rocking. D-Money Midwest, restless go. I they go to Chicago every Thursday Saturday. When my DJ, they turn me on to good, good music. So this one day I day town. I try to keep my head down low. But the other I try, so the more I be as like The light is shining, um, eh? God, we don't do one. Um. Then, of the no quench, um, eh? We don't slam, eh? 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 Motivate me, eh? Motivate me, eh? Motivate me, eh? Oh, oh, I run from the Midwest, I come go East Coast Where the people then you like all us, our of So this one day I go town to so try to keep my head down low But the order I try with, the more of your system. The light is shining, um, eh. The people dancing, um. they no be um, eh. My God, he done do, um. eh, eh, eh. I they throw away saluto, oh. you go buy my crazy, Now so we they do, I'm the man, I'm the we the and man, no, oh. green, white, green, i they rap from well, Now midwest are day, but sometimes i they rock in my black and yellow, I they throw away saluto, oh. you go buy my crazy. That's all we they do. I'm the man of the business, and man Green, white, green. are the rocks somewhere well. the Midwest I did, but sometimes I they rock in my black and yellow. 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 Black and yellow.
1: All roads lead to Gary, Indiana for the second annual Black Wall Street USA National Convention, October 21st through October 23rd at the Genesis Convention Center in downtown Gary, Indiana. Join us in our efforts to make Black Wall Street districts in the U.S. vital, clean, safe, and attractive business districts for employers, the community, and visitors. Listen to Black Wall Street USA radio each Thursday night at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time on our national website. Our theme this year is Make Me a World. To register, visit www.blackwallstreetdistrict.com. That's blackwallstreetdistrict.com. Join us today and touch the world.
2: I want to welcome you to Black Wall Street, USA, for Thursday, April 14th, 2011. I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, founder of CBBN and author of Black America: Asking Ourselves the Tough Questions, Book One, 2010, and your host for this evening's show, Ron Carter, Chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago, and publisher of the South Street Journal will be joining us shortly. Mr. Paul McKinney from V. From Vote and the Hood Report was our guest last week, and you've got to listen to that show in our archives. I've heard some great, strange, wonderful, scary, uh, provocative, powerful stories about Mr. McKinney. So listen to our show and find out which is it. Uh, He's got quite a reputation around the city of Chicago. For doing what he says and meaning what he says. But you can listen to all our shows right here at blogtalkradio.com slash CBBN in our archives. We've been on the air since March of 09 and we have almost 150 shows in our archives. Some of our previous guests have been uh, Senator Donnie Trotter, Illinois State Representatives LaShawn K. Ford, Uh, Dorothy Brown has been a guest on our show And uh, the list goes on and on So take a look at those archives And pick a couple of those shows up and listen to it. We've talked to people across the country from different cities And we're going to start taking our on-the-air road trip again very, very soon Black Wall Street USA is the official broadcast of Black Wall Street National Thanks to the support of Michael Carter out there, the national office, and every week we want to give them our thanks. You heard uh, our national PSA for the upcoming national convention, the second national convention, which will be October 21st through 23rd in Gary, Indiana at the Genesis Center. You can register online, register early. This is going to be an historical event. You can register at Blackwall Street. District.com. you can also listen to our shows from that website. That's BlackWallStreetDistrict.com, make it one of your favorites. You can join us right here every Thursday evening for Black Wall Street USA. We're here from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Thursday evenings, and we want you to be with us, to be a part of sustaining and increasing black businesses across the country. If you're interested in being a guest on our upcoming show, give us a call at 312 312- Or if you'd like Ron Carter, the chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago Or Michael Carter to be a guest on your show Give us a call at 312-239-8835 This show, for those of you who are listening for the first time Has a national focus We reach out to organizations and individuals across the nation In our efforts to connect the dots The spiritual dots of our people across this land We bring forth ideas and agendas that are already in place, and we let the nation know what works in our communities. We want to know what you think works. What projects are you working on in your community? What youth organizations are you involved in? What works? That's the thing for this year. Our ongoing questions for this year is what did Black America accomplish in 2010, and what is the number one priority for our communities in 2011? And I had this conversation at the uh, all week. I made a comment about it at the beginning of the show, and I've had this conversation with different people all week. When we ask this question, it is so difficult for people to stay focused on the question. You, of course, know that I'm the author of Black America asking ourselves the tough questions. It is so difficult, even in the book discussions, even in uh Mickey D's or wherever I am If I ask one of the tough questions To have the person Focus on the question If we can't focus on the question How do we focus on the solution That it's just so difficult Everyone wants to come back And uh, address their own concerns And what's concerns for them And that's important too Of course it's important But our question is What did black America accomplish in 2010 and what is the number one priority for our communities in twenty eleven? And the key to that is number one priority. It's a guess we're gonna ask it's a question we're gonna ask our guests throughout the year and then we're gonna reflect back to those responses. This is Blackwater USA and our call in number is three four seven. The chat room is open. Leave your company information and website links in the chat room. That's how we connect. If you'd like to speak to our guests, our hosts, if you have a comment or question, press the number one. That's how we know that you want to come on the air with us. You need to press the number one. Our guest for this evening will be Ms. Sandra Bivens. She's the chair of the Wall Street 51st Street. Black Wall Street Districts. You may or may not know that Black Wall Street in Chicago has approximately 16 districts. And Ms. Bivens is the chair for the 50, 51st District. 51st Street District, they all have their own chairs, but they all follow the Black Wall Street agenda. Now, she's also going to be providing us with an on-the-scene report from President Obama's fundraiser over there at Navy Pier Chicago's Chicago's uh, lakefront. I understand that restaurant only hosts 225 people, and the tickets were like from $100 up to the legal maximum, which is like $38,000 and some change. And uh, part will go to his campaign, and part will go to the uh, National Democratic Party. Now, later in the show, we will get another update on what's going on with the Black Wall Street Youth Committee. That's taking on a lot of steam. Ms. Felicia Miller at the last summit, Volunteered to be a part of that And she's the right person for that Uh, Ms. Felicia Miller will be joining us With some of the youth that she has been working with In the past few months On other projects And they will share with us their plans For this new committee We want to thank all of you Who attended the Job and Resource Fair Over at Fernwood United Methodist Church This past Wednesday And um, This Tuesday we've made a special broadcast. ETS Events at CBBN will do a special jobs broadcast this Tuesday, April 19th, from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. right here on CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. We want to send our thank you out to the Dr. Reverend Albert Sampson over there at Fernwood United, and we want to promise you that we're going to do that again. We're going to make it even bigger and greater. That's a promise to us. So what we want you to do, we want you to check out the CBBN website and uh, listen to the show so that we can keep you updated on the next job and resource fair. Now, Mr. Stanley does host other job fairs across the city, and you can check our events section for what's coming up with him. But we also have a CBBN group for employment opportunities, and we want to ho- we hope we hope that you will not only go over there and look at the employment opportunities in our group, but that you will also share and add your own information about jobs coming up in your area. Uh, Const- Constance Howard, who is Illinois State Representative. Uh, you should check out her website uh, on Facebook. She will send you a link. She is constantly posting jobs. And uh, she will send you a link to some more job openings. I also know that Illinois State Representative uh, LaShawn K. Ford, you may want to get on his mailing list because he does send out job openings, job information, he hosts job fairs, and he does it on a continuous basis you should probably check in your automatic offices. I know I've been in the office, and they have jobs, uh, bulletins, just uh, quite a few of them. So there is hope for you. There is hope for you. There are jobs out there. And uh, you may have missed the self-employment expo last week, but that's also a consideration for you. Also another consideration, which is a job in itself, is going back to school, finding and getting the funding for going back to school. And think that um, one of the things, another thing I was having a discussion with someone about, and, you know, you can tell me what you think. If you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, and you're still reading at the third or fourth grade level, uh, should you do something about that? Because wouldn't that set an example for your children, and even your grandchildren to increase the level of their learning, to take their education more seriously? Um, I think so. I think so. You're listening to Black Wall Street USA. There's a lot of things going on and a lot of upcoming events, and we're going to share a lot of that with you. Let's take a short break, and we're going to be right back with you after this. We're back, and you listen listening to Black Wall Street USA on Blog Talk Radio, and I'm Sonya Cassandra Purdue. Let's go to our phone lines. Our first guest is on the line with us. Sandra Bivens, are you there? Yes, I'm here, girl. Oh, yeah. Are you over there at uh, Navy Pier with the president? Yes, I, girl,
3: I'm telling you, this line, we're still sitting in the line trying to get in because, you know, they're doing security checks before they let anybody in, and, I mean, it is a long line.
2: Well, you know, I read so, the Tribune article. It said the uh, maximum that the resident, the restaurant held, was 225. But I guess they're letting people in all around the area over there, huh?
3: Well, I don't know. I, I mean, it might be the restaurant, but we're supposed to be going into the ballroom. So I think the ballroom is a little bit uh, bigger than the restaurant. The restaurant is probably for those that paid the 250 thousand dollars or more. I mean, not 2 thousand, uh, 250
2: dollars or more. <laughs> I get you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, that's not a big boy. you know. I, I know there, and he probably got some big boys over there. Purportedly, the maxim, maximum legal contribution is 38000 but he probably got a few of those, I'm quite sure. I'm sure uh, he
3: does. I'm sure he does. See, we're we're, we're just a little $45 one. <laughs> that,
2: but that's so all we'll right. we'll probably that's just be right. standing
3: around and walking around. But, you know, sometimes it's always good to be at the event, see what's going on, you know, and seeing things happen in person. It's a good historical time. Uh,
2: Now, were you over there at the uh, Grand Park when he was elected that night?
3: No way. No way was I going to be out there in that (laughs) big,
2: cold crowd.
3: I would have been just crazy. I watched it on television in the comfort of my home and had a beautiful
2: time. I bet you did. And I was out there, and I was saying, I could have watched this on TV. <laughs>
3: absolutely. How close did you really even get, you know?
2: <laughs> it, it was nice. Everybody felt real special and historical, but I said I could have watched this on TV. <laughs> I'm you, that's just what I said. And you
3: all were freezing out there on top of that.
2: No, it was uh, the most beautiful night. It was 70 degrees in November. Oh, okay. It was absolutely Perfect. It was perfect as far as weather. We didn't have any coats on, nothing. It was absolutely perfect. And uh we did have that long security uh line check there. But yeah. what happened? Oh the security is just flawed. I mean, I don't know what kind of security checks those were. But <laughs> I mean, it was just, it was pretty flawed. Maybe they're doing better these days, you know. Well, I'll tell you about uh,
3: it after I go through it because I got a big purse on me. So, and once they go through all my junk, they probably give up looking at women's big purses.
2: (laughs) After that, after that, you know. But uh, that's great. It was supposed to start at 7 p.m. Well, there. you know, the
3: line is still going on, and uh, it is uh, still letting people in until 9 o'clock. I think they said the doors close closed at 9 o'clock.
2: Okay. Maybe they you meant know, they I opened mean,
3: Yeah, I think this is a wonderful event, though. I think everything that's been going on in Chicago the last couple of years has been very historical, and I think we should, you know, participate as much as we can, you know. And if you could bring your teenagers or your kids, because I see some children down here, too.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Uh that's what memories are uh are made of. Where were you when such and such a thing happened? Um, right, right. And that, those things are important. Those things are important. And uh now tell us a little bit about I'm the host this evening, Sandra. Our, our chair is missing an action. You'll probably he'll, he'll probably fly here like Superman. <laughs> in a few minutes. <laughs> I'll i sit here on thirty fifth street watch the car pull up. he you know, his coat will be flying bad, or he'll fly in like Superman in a few minutes. But Well, uh, you know, it's always okay. a pleasure talking with you, Sonia. And it's wonderful talking with you, Sandra. You know, uh Ron and I have been have been doing this show, uh, since December uh, of oh, '09, amazingly, and oh, okay. uh, he's never missed one. He has. He'll, he'll pull up 7:02. Uh, he okay. has never missed a show. Never missed well, a show. Well, you
3: know, he's been real busy lately. You know, he's that Black Wall Street is working on a lot of projects, and and Southeast Journal is booming. So, I, you know, I think he's getting real busy right in here. And there's so he's, much going on. Over these last Girl. few months, there's a thousand meetings, everybody's given something in the community, you know, they're gearing up to put their uh, platforms together to, to give to the new mayor, and so there's been a lot of community meetings going on about what we want to make sure that he understands that we need or, or that the community is looking for him to do, so, I, so it's been a really busy time.
2: Let, let me ask you a, uh, a couple of questions. Uh, and it's so wonderful. I love technology. Just stand in the line out at Navy Pier and do an yeah. interview and just let it And roll. looking at the beautiful
3: it. lake and then the great skyline is just gorgeous, girl.
2: Isn't it something? I love technology. But uh, <laughs> let me ask you, I was having this conversation. Uh, first of all, let's tell our listeners a little bit about Sandra Bivens.
3: Well, Well, you know, it's so difficult to talk about yourself, you know, (laughs) because you just don't know what to say. But I can say this, is that I've been uh, doing community development work throughout the city for the last 30 years, Uh, and I am a a community economic development specialist. I'm also the 51st Street Business Association Executive Director, as well as I run my own private consulting firm, which uh, assists uh, businesses, not-for-profit businesses, and for-profit businesses I I do training in, in uh, business development, write grants you know, and uh uh assist people in uh getting organized doing organizational development, making that do strategic plan because a lot of our smaller businesses have a tendency to kick planning to the curb. but in many many times you have to plan for your future if you plan to be a business around in the, over the next ten to fifteen years. So, um, I, you know, I, I, I guess I can say more about what I do as you ask me some questions because I've done so much because I love community development work. I've been doing it for a long time, and and it's just it's just a wonderful uh, career uh, for for me to be in.
2: And that's great because you know I I love all of this is a new experience for me community development community involvement. And I've sort of been on the other side in corporate life, and I go home at the end of the day and not be involved in anything. Like um, most people, too many people, I don't want to be well, involved. You know, so that, yeah, was, well, that was my mentality. <laughs> so Why? being in, involved is, is a little bit different, and it is definitely a learning curve. But let's go back to a couple but, well, of things. Well, I just want to
3: say this. You know, one thing is, that is interesting about my career is that I have worked in corporate America, and I have chose to
2: be in community
3: development, and it gives a nice balance because working uh, on, on trying to negotiate with corporate America sometimes to make sure that they're doing the things they need to do in the community, I can always strike a good balance because I know what the bottom line is for both, both, both parties, the community or corporate America, and I try to develop a win-win
2: situation. Let's talk about one of the things that you hit on, which is definitely very, very busy, very, very important for small businesses, and that is planning. And we've talked about this on other shows. It's difficult to step back and plan when you're caught up in the day-to-day operation of survival. We are always, I'm a small business person, we are always in the survival mode, keeping our nose right above that the water line there to keep from yeah. drowning and going out of business. So it's, planning is so fundamentally important for a business. How do you step back? I mean, if you're a one-person, two-person operation, small store, it's so difficult. How do you step back from mm-hmm. your day-to-day operations when you cannot afford any additional help and plan? Mm-hmm.
3: Well, one thing, you have to be you have to be able to multitask, and that is the reality of community development because you never, even if you have a small business, then you're never going to have enough money to have the number of staff that you need initially when you start. Now, that's not to say that if you plan carefully, you couldn't have it down the road, but you just, you know, starting, you, you, you really have to be able to multitask. You have to understand that, yes, you want to put your plan together for where you want your, your business to go, and 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 how you want to organize your organization, your staff, your you know, and and you definitely have to have a great fundraising plan. But at the same time, as you begin to plan in order to sustain yourself, you must look at the fact that you cannot depend just on federal, state, or in, or philanthropic funding to support your organization, which is why many of our uh, uh, small businesses or not-for-profit organizations go under after so many years. You have to have an economic development engine that is assisting you in bringing in some money into your organization when the funding dries up or when the funding is very slow. And many small businesses, they, you know, they, uh, they get small pieces at a time, so oftentimes you have to wait three months here, six months here to get those little small pieces of change. But I, but I always say go after even the smallest dollar because every dollar counts to help you move towards the direction that you need to go. And then don't be afraid to utilize the resources that we have some great resources in Chicago. You have people like me and others who have been doing this a long time, and we often give of our services to different community groups and help them uh, 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 develop their planning structures. Many of the boards do not have the training that they need. And even though some board members might say, oh, well, I sit on other boards, yes, but each board has different personalities, and you have to learn how to work with the personalities on the board for that organization or, or, the, or, the, or the board for that small business. So board development is, is just a key piece uh, to and economic development, too, uh, two key pieces that you have to look at is when you're uh, trying to do your planning and to be able to multitask. Make your task list and look at that task list once a week and and knock it off as you complete every task.
2: Now, you're listening to Black Wall Street USA. I'm Sonya Perdue, your host this evening, and we're speaking to Sandra Bivens, who is a member of Black Wall Street and the 51st Street Chair of the Black Wall Street, 51st Street District. Now, what type of training does your organization – tell our audience, once again, what's your organization and what kind of training do you provide? Well, uh, the 51st
3: Street Business Association, even though we're we're a business association, we're still a not-for-profit. And being a not-for-profit, we work with our businesses. We try to uh, let them look at where they want to go and try to help them get there, to use the resources, especially our small businesses. You have all these tips in the city of Chicago. We, we'll we'll uh, let them know when the SPF money is coming out with is small business in, increment financing, and we'll let them know when it's coming out. We'll get the applications. We'll bring out the people from downtown to talk about out to get those uh, applications filled out and we will help them fill them out and then we'll bug them to death to make sure that they get it in we lose a lot of money in our community because we don't go after the dollars that are there and uh, that they're just you know that they're giving you as grants even for a small business with the spend funding for instance small businesses can have you only have to pay up 25 percent of whatever the grant is so if you go for a hundred thousand dollars You just need to have $25,000, and the city is going to give you the $75,000. I'm getting ready to walk in this line, so if it gets a little, you know, talkative, that's because I'm walking with my – I'm trying to get to this ballroom. But the point is is that we do a lot of training uh, in in, uh, utilizing the resources that the city offers you, you know. And we also do a lot of training in strategic planning. We have to be real strategic about how – we are going to uh, uh, move forward, and also uh, uh, what things that we that we want to make sure uh, we we have the city recognize in relationship to our policies. Networking is so very important, and we and we try to train people how to network, and not just train them. We make sure that for instance, you might send me an invitation somewhere, Sonia. I'm going to make sure that some that the other organizations or groups I work with get that same information, so that they can begin to. Uh, Open, open up to the networking uh, uh, avenues that are available here in
2: the city of Chicago. Absolutely. Now, one thing, uh, the 51st Street Business Organization, sounds like you're working hard over there. I think most of the neighbors are working hard over Oh, yeah, we're working hard. We're working very hard. Businesses. And I'm glad you're sharing that all that you do for your the businesses in your community because a lot of businesses fail to go out and even join the local stakeholding organizations. and they miss out on a lot of like a I was doing that, And a lot of information. Uh they don't have to bring to build. that's what these organizations do, bring that information. That's Absolutely. You have aspect. to share you
3: have to share information, number one. You, you just i mean it's, it's we need a thousands of organizations and businesses to to hire people to to service our communities, so when people get so selfish where they think that they're the only one that needs to be doing that, they're insane. We're talking about millions of people in our community that that need services, so you might need a, th- a, a several thousand child care centers you know. You need several thousand different schools absolutely. and training centers throughout absolutely. the community. Absolutely. You know, you absolutely. got to open up and share. Uh,
2: absolutely and I've been saying this and
3: having of those same
2: because we we think we're in competition. We're not in competition. We need You're so not in much because we, we can't be in competition, you know. We because we need so much. Uh, what all so, the uh, statements about? Uh, they stated what? Well, I'm uh, sorry, you breaking up? that uh, they made a decision that they didn't need any more daycare centers in that particular little area. <laughs> and I'm saying, how do you stop someone from having a how And I think if you were to ask, how do you stop someone from opening up a daycare center? A daycare
3: center? Well, first oh, wow. of all, what do you have to do? You first have to realize what is your population in your community area. and If you have 18,000 people in a community area, nine times out of ten, 60% of that 18,000 are going to be youth, uh, and, and at least two to 3,000 of them are going to be uh, 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 at the age level for daycare. There is no, not enough daycares in any community that can have those 2,000, three 3,000 young kids in none and
2: of I our thought,
3: community.
2: I thought I was kind of thrown because I want to know what numbers support, and I didn't get a chance to ask. You, you it, what numbers support that there was many daycare centers that you didn't want to uh, have my licensing for daycare centers?
0: And I kind of was
2: hearing stuff, and I wasn't t- totally paying attention, but I heard something like that, and it kind of threw me a little bit. And I want to know how, how what statistics support that. Too. First
3: of all, there could never be enough daycare centers because the early education of our children is so important that if we had a thousand in a neighborhood and and they had small classrooms, it would only benefit the children of our community. Daycare is education. That's like saying we got enough schools. You know, so so yeah, I can say you don't need more no more liquor stores. But I can that not is. see anybody saying they don't need any more daycares. I mean I, I don't think daycare that will do you know, How should you say that? Because <laughs> if the a lot of daycare <laughs> is
2: increasing, maybe the amount of others a part of well,
3: work is increasing. So that's not right. That's you say you want people to go to work. Them. That's right. So, you say you want people to go to work, but if they're gonna to go to work they have to have someone that can care for their children. And that's and like, not that just you know not just babysit but also educate the child while they're taking care of them you know so that is just so important you know so I mean because we have several daycares on 51st Street and we work with every single one of them you know and and they're packed and that's not even and those daycares still can't service the number of children that really need the services in the area you know so
2: so that comes that comes back to should all Really be making those types
3: of uh, well, you know what's happening a lot in our community now is you're getting a lot of new people moving in, single parents and, and, and things like, I mean, or, or you know, single uh, uh, individuals or newly married couples who really don't have a lot of children and everything. And sometimes they they make comments and don't understand until they actually have babies of their own uh, the need for services that are, are much more closer to you than on your, you know, than downtown or on your way to work, you know. So I think that people need to think about things, uh, you know, in not relationship to themselves but in relationship to the needs of the other people within their community, you know. And I don't think a lot of people do that. Most people are very selfish and more so look at what their needs are versus the needs of the whole. And that's one thing we have to do more. We have to think about the needs of the home.
2: Let's talk about that a little bit more. You listen to Black Wall Street USA, I'm are Produce. We're with uh, Andrew so we're at here. And uh, one thing I want to talk to you about, thinking about the home, we got a lot of background noise, but I can still hear you pretty good. Okay. Now. Uh, they probably get more excited the closer they're getting. But I uh, you know, because we're getting a little bit closer, but this is a long line, girl. They get, they get more excited. But uh, I was having a conversation with Ross Carter about us getting our amateurs uh, across the board. But what, As uh, you have the found it, you're not here 30 years, 15 years, five years and all of that. And there's a lot of, people out here, I don't know, I do they don't do that one, they don't do that one, they don't do that one, I don't have all those because I have a picture. I might get some, I might have a picture, but I don't have them. A... You know, I, know. I, know. I can work with any organization.
3: And that's know. the way it's supposed to be. I do.
2: And that's what I do. So I have a, a great issue when I go to one organization meeting and they're working on a particular project. And this organization is working on another piece of project. And you're never going to get it. you know, working yourself. So why can't those work on that project together without, you know, all these because you You've been trying for 20 years. And that's the reason why you have it. Because you can't put all the people together by yourself.
3: You know what it is? People are very, you know, it's all about me. I mean, you know, first of all, everybody wants to be the boss. There's so many chiefs, there's no, there's no real workers, you know what I'm saying? We have to have fewer chiefs and more people who just are willing to sit down, work, and get the job done. And you hey, should I'm be able worker. to work you, with you everybody. A I'm a real worker. Yes, yes. there
2: are real workers. But there's a lot I'm of work to be.
3: I've work to be. You're work to be. I've always been behind a lot of the – I, I'm a work. I helped bring a, a, a hundred million dollar empowerment zone money uh, to the city of Chicago, working with Wanda White and C-Web when we did that project. People don't know my name, but I was typing, stand up two, three, four o'clock in the morning, organized communities and five. everything like that. Don't I don't need five. my name out there. That wasn't why don't I did it. Five. I did it because it was something that we needed in our community, you know. I helped uh, uh, years ago with the trust fund that Ida has for housing development of housing. I was sitting on the board of the Statewide Housing Action Coalition, and we put that together and came up with the idea for the 25% Transfer attacks uh, that brought in 13 million dollars to the Ida Trust Fund when we started that, and we decided to put it under Ida versus DECA. But the point is, I didn't. People don't know my name on that either. But I was there working hard, doing everything that needs to be done to make that happen. You see, people have to stop thinking that. Oh, people need to know your name, or you need to be somebody. You need to be somebody within yourself. If you're not somebody yep. within yourself, all the all the braggadocious things that you think. Uh, that uh, accolades that you want to come to you are going to still mean nothing at the end of the day, you know, because your legacy should be, what have you done for you, for your community, for your people, for yourself? Because if people think that God put them on this earth just to have big houses, nice
2: cars, and to go to pretty
3: parties, then they just don't know what they're supposed to be doing as human beings in this world.
2: Absolutely. And part of that, when you look back over your life, at least, you know, I None of us are perfect When I look back over my life I would like to have given more than I've taken It's just, it's just my personal philosophy Absolutely but, uh, What is
3: your legacy going to be? You have to think about that And the things you do today in your life Is going to dictate what your legacy is going to be you know, and you don't never have to know my name, but when I walk down the street and see new buildings up or see people, uh, uh the contractors that used to couldn't even get any money to do development or doing development now, I, it makes you feel good inside and to me that's what's important. You know.
2: It is, it is. And you and you as you live and learn you find you find it out. But what I you know, uh oldest Moreau the Moreau Foundation starts using a new, uh a term. Well maybe not a new term but one that I'm picking out which which is a community collaboration. And uh as I started talking to these organizations and doing more events for Chicago's black Business Network dot com. I know everybody think I run Wall Street. I don't have a driver, <laughs> but I don't run it. But anyway I don't I don't. I don't run it. They call and ask me all kinda questions. I said, No, nah, you need to ask Ron that. <laughs> they I, to, I think I heard something. But uh but like as I
4: but,
3: you know, that's interesting because you're right. Collaboration is the key. I collaborate with everybody, but then I've been out here so long, I just about know everybody, you know. But also, when you're out here a while, people kind of know your reputation. They know if you're somebody that's going to stab them in the back or if you're somebody that's straight up, you know. I mean, so you need to collaborate with everybody and work honestly and up front with folks. You know, if you don't like something, say it. If you like it, fine. You don't have to agree with everybody but you just agree to disagree. You know you agree to disagree. That's all you have to do. But but all the backstabbing sometimes that goes on and talking about folks and they ain't this and that, you know, you don't have to go in that direction because if you help one person, if every organization is out here help one person, that's a lot of people that have got some assistance, whether we agree how they how they do it or not, you know. And and that's it's another bad. thing so I wanted to say to that let the audience know that we're getting ready to start uh, because we're bringing back 51st Street. And so we're uh, doing a uh, round derby review. We're going to have after work uh, 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 sets every Thursday uh, after work at the Great Lakes Elk Lodge at 5108 South Prairie. Yes, it's in the hood, but that's where the jazz was started, in the hood. And we're going to have great guest stars like Maggie Brown, uh, Cinnabella, you know, just and, and other jazz artists, Roger Weaver, one of our great jazz pianists. You know what I mean? So we want to come back to our neighborhoods. We shouldn't have to go north, west, all the time in order to have our entertainment. We should be able to entertain ourselves in our own community and walk home if we want to. You know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to I mention mean, that too, <laughs>
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. because those are the types of the- things that bring our community back. And I want you to mention it some more too. Uh, I want you to keep us updated on that and send me that information. I am definitely going to do that. We want to be also. A part I want to of
3: say too. Some of the other of stuff we're doing is uh, we're we're looking at uh, uh, um, we're doing a rehab project, like I told you. And so we're bringing in a uh, woman's uh, uh, holistic boutique. And this boutique is going to not just sell clothes, they're going to do your makeup. You can buy your shoes there. You can get a massage there. So it's all going to be right there on 51st Street, you know? So, I mean, yeah, we have some problems. I mean, crime is something, and those shootings that, we, that our young brothers are doing, or older brothers, because all the, the shooting is not just young boys, uh, it, it, it deters people from coming into their own community. But you know what? You've got to keep coming. You don't be scared. The police are out there. We're working it, you know. And and lots of times, when the more people that, that are on the street, the less likely these situations happen because they know you can see what's going on, you know?
2: Absolutely. And the more economic development in a community, you, yes. the
3: less if it you goes on. Yes. If you want to get people hired, then you're going to have to come out there and utilize those stores. You know, I mean, we're a multicultural uh, community, uh, uh, organiz- a business organization, and community organization. We're working with those liquor stores, so which means that if you come down this first week most of those signs are taken off those liquor stores now, and we, we're, we're working with them to change their look. To, to to upgrade themselves, you know. they are taking out certain alcohols. They're not going to be selling there anymore, you know. So we're working on that aspect of it as well as we're trying to uh, uh, work more to uh, keep the community clean as well. Oh, and don't well, forget this minute. Saturday, the Alderman is having a clean and green, and so we're going to be out there on 51st Street, forty third, 47. Everybody's supposed to be out there. You get out there in front of your houses. Off streets of sand tomorrow. Tell them to send you some bags and things and get out there and clean up your
2: neighborhood this Saturday. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm going to be sure to send you the link to this show so that you can send it out to your people so they will have all these announcements again. Now, have you uh, participated in that before?
3: The clean and green, the green and green. Oh yes, I've, I've over the years I've, I've participated in many, many of the clean and green projects. You know, and they work real well. Matter of fact, we did one for our back to school. was also a cleanup project where we had uh, put up some, of, put on anointed work people helping us uh, uh, on our on 51st Street. To clean up the whole the whole corridor because um, each of the businesses usually assign someone out there so that they all of us are cleaning at the around the same time.
2: I got you. I got you. Because I see some communities it works in and some communities don't participate in it at all. So I just wonder how well it was working over there on Fifty First Street. That's, that's well. What you know what?
3: If people don't come out, it doesn't work. If people want to work, come out. I don't care if you're out there by yourself with your with, your, with the only broom on the street. Sweep <laughs> down the street and then knock on somebody's door or go into that business and say, hey, you know today's clean and green day. Get Send somebody out here to help me get this street clean. And nine times out of ten, people will send somebody out there.
2: I got you. I got you. So you got to have- be aggressive.
3: You know what I mean? People are so used to nobody saying anything. but they know me. They always hear my mouth.
2: We don't have enough of you, There's <laughs> not enough of you to go around. We need one in every every block, at least. Well, you That's know, it's
3: one of us, of us in every block, but some of us are hesitant to say anything. You know, hey, most people, if you come to them with, with, with respect and kindness, they'll respond accordingly. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, uh, it's just how you come to people to get them to do things Even the brothers that hang on the street is, And when we tell them, hey, you know, I'm doing business here You're all going to have to go on down You know, going down the street As a matter of fact, i say to someone Why don't you go home and hang out <laughs>
2: know. Most
3: of the time I they know. move They say, yes ma'am, sorry, we didn't know You know, and they usually go on and move
2: I got you, I got you Well, but don't go out folks <laughs> out No, because then you start conflict But, um Fifty First Street is very fortunate to uh, have you. I'm gonna. Uh, why don't you give us your closing remarks? I'm we'll let you go ahead and enjoy your evening and uh, give us some closing remarks and to see some of the things that are coming up. That'd be great. And tell us what to have. What else to have?
3: Well, you know, 51st Street is, uh, We're trying to be part of the uh, Heritage preservation piece That's going to be running from uh, uh, 35th all the way down to 55th, we are uh, uh, That's why everybody, every corridor Is working very hard uh, to, uh, uh, up to revitalize Their corridor so that uh, We can bring tourists out to The neighborhood, we're looking at On 51st Street, we are looking at manufacturing We're trying to figure out how uh, you know we go? We can get some manufacturing out there because, believe it or not, we do have at least on on Fifty First one percent of our area is industrial. So we're trying to figure, trying to decide what kind of manufacturing can we do. We got to look at solar panels. We got to look at biofuels. We got to look at the future uh, because every time we look around, we always the last ones to, to to start getting involved in things. This time we can start from the ground floor and move forward, you know. And uh, I don't want everybody to forget to come on out and talk with us and party with us and have a good time with us starting May 5th, uh, Thursday evening at uh, 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 6 6 to 12 for our Brown Derby Jazz Review. And those old folks like me, they remember the Brown Derby used to be hopping on 51st Street. And you know what? We're getting ready to hop again. Bernard Lloyd is opening up uh, uh, five restaurants next year. It's a $6 million project. It's going to be a, a vegan, southern cooking, smokehouse, and several other things. We have the Great Lake Elks Lodge, which it has a huge hall that uh, on 51st and Prairie that can host as many as 200 people. And people are booking down there because they're less expensive than going downtown. You know, we got uh, uh, we got Barbara Soul Food is getting ready to open back up. Those of you who have used to eating at Barbara's over the years, she'll be opening back up this in, this summer. I'm trying to think of everything that's going on because we're doing so much, you know. And I'm just uh, I'm, I'm I'm proud of the work that we're going to do, and hopefully by this time next year, people will really see. A difference on 51st Street. Oh, and we're going to try to do a banner contest too for, to create a, a, a banner talking about the, uh, the community. And we are doing, uh, the last thing. <laughs> we are doing a, uh, uh, Stop Here campaign at Window Phillips. And, and uh, 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 the, the kid, the child that comes up with the top music video, uh, spoken word or rap will get a $2,000, uh, 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 prize, and the second place, 1000 and third place, 500 and this will be kicking off at Window Phillips this month.
2: Woo! We're busy. <laughs> <laughs> this is example, Sandra. Seven, Sandra Business, Backwell Street member, 51st Street,
3: uh, 64th Station
2: over uh, there.
3: We appreciate pre 7 Okay, say it again. 773-285-341 is our our office number. Call us if you need some help with something. If we don't know, believe me, we know somebody that can help you.
2: Thank you for joining us this evening. You have an enjoyable evening over there, Sandra. Send me a list of all of those things (laughs) on a post the network.com. And I look forward to being a guest again. Have an enjoyable evening. I appreciate you stopping by. Thank you, Sonia.
3: Everybody, good night. Bye-bye. Good
2: night. You're listening to Black Wall Street USA. I'm your host for this evening, Sonja Purdue. That was Sandra Bivens over there at the uh, 51st Street Business Organization, leading by example, and we do appreciate her. We'll be right back after this Birds break. High,
4: you know how I feel. Sun in the sky, you know how I feel.
2: Welcome to Black Wall Street USA. I'm your host for this evening, Sonya Perdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network.com and author of Black America Asking Ourselves the Tough Questions. And uh, look for some upcoming book discussions on that. I've had a few and uh, check CBBN's event section for uh, some more of those book discussions. We're here on the air every Thursday evening with Black Wall Street USA. This is a national show. Our focus is on Sustaining and Increasing Black Businesses, our call-in number is 347-326-9477. Our call-in number is 347-326-9477. Don't forget to listen to our special jobs broadcast this Tuesday on April 19th at 7 p.m. That's the follow-up to the job and resource fair that we had this Tuesday over at the Fernwood United Methodist Church. Once again, we want to thank Dr. Reverend Albert Sampson for permitting us to use his facility for that event, and we want to thank all the vendors who came out that day. Now, also, we have a lot of upcoming events Uh, With our associate groups, we have almost 800 people on Chicago's Black Business Network, and this month we want to reach the goal of 800. But we also want people to come over and utilize the site. Uh, A young lady wanted to sell me a product uh, over at the, the job fair this week. And I'm approached every day, uh, of course, because people, that's what you do. You're supposed to try and sell your product. You're supposed to approach everybody you see here uh, and meet. And my response to her was, I have i set up a, a platform. There's almost 800 people on that platform. I want you to sell the product to those people. Now, out of 800 people right there, the members are all listed right there on the site, you should be able to get at least one person to join your organization uh, if, they, if it's a viable product, if it's something that the public wants, feels the need for, uh, can utilize, whether it's an MLM, whether it's the coffee, whatever it may be. There are 800 people there. Do you know them? This is com. Join us today and touch the world. Coming up on Saturday, April 16th from 9 a.m. to noon, the Moreau Foundation has joined with PNC Bank 87 and Cottage Grove to facilitate a 90-minute money-making workshop and a second-chance bank account opening event right after the workshop for low-income and unbanked and working poor families and individuals that need a bank account. You can open a bank account for only $25 on April 16th. Only $25 on April 16th. That's at 87th and Cottage Grove PNC Bank. The Moreau Foundation is dogmatic about people getting away from these currency exchanges. They are dogmatic about the ripoffs. Our seniors now are making deposits to these currency exchanges, direct deposits. It's it's theft. They're charging them for the direct deposits, charging them for cashing the checks. That's ludicrous. That's insanity. That's ridiculous. That needs to be stopped. Please spread the word. Please spread the word. Please take advantage. Where? PNC Bank, 87th and Cottage Grove, 9 a.m. registration, 9.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. money management workshop. There's no charge for this. There's no charge for this. 11 to 1 p.m., you can do account opening. Bring two forms of ID and $25 to open an account. You're spending too much money at those currency exchange, people. Or if something happened to your other banking account and they won't let you in, you know, they check for thing, and they're saying they won't give you an account, come over and see if you can get, that's why it's called a second chance bank account. Don't, don't make a mess of this second chance account, people. Don't mess up the second chance. $25 to open you up a second chance bank account. Or maybe... Which I've always done. Maybe you want to have two bank accounts, a first one and a backup one. For participating in the money management workshop, and bring twenty-five dollars to open an account, along with your two pieces of ID, state ID, driver's license, utility bill. Almost match. You know the addresses and names. Well, your names don't match. The addresses much match. Much match. Excuse me. Excuse me. PNC Bank will provide an additional $25 deposit. That's simple. Bring $25, qualify to open the bank account, take the money management workshop because if you're messing up, you should you should you need a money management workshop. Deposit the $25. PNC Bank will provide an additional $25 deposit for you. Please help the Monroe Foundation make this opportunity a success. Please, we need to get this information out, so send it to your clients, your friends, your family, your church members, and maybe yourself, if you're sitting there right now without a bank account. If you cannot even deposit your check into a bank using direct deposit, that's a no-brainer. That's 9 a.m., 87th and Cottage, PNC Bank, this weekend. It's important. It is important. It is important. You go grocery shopping later. It is important. Take the time to do that. you listen to Black Wall Street USA. I'm Sonya Purdue. I'm your host for this session. I'm going to take a very, 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 very brief ba- break here, and we'll be right back with our next guest. To Black Wall Street USA. I'm your host, Sonia Perdue. Our call in numbers 347 9477 Our call in numbers 347 9477 Need you to press the number one button if you would like to speak to our host, me, or our guest, or you have a question or a comment. Our chairman is in the house. We're going to bring Ryan Carter, Chairman of Black Wall Street, Chicago. On the air. Welcome to the show, Ron.
5: Hello, Sonia and everyone. How are you this evening?
2: We're doing great, doing great. Sandra business was with us, had a great time with her, Ron. She's over there uh, at Navy Pier standing in line waiting to get into the uh, Obama fundraising. So we had an update from over there and all the Very things good. that's going on with the with the chair over there on the fifty first street business organization. She is definitely a worker bee. That's a good show. You should listen to the beginning of that show. That was a great show, Ron. I
5: was what, listening. What, what, I was thinking about that on my way coming here. I got to get the uh retape and, and relisten listen to it. Yes. Definitely. It, w-
2: it was a great show. She's doing about a hundred things. <laughs> mm-hmm. street. But what we want to do We have our second guest on the line Chairman uh, Felicia Miller who has been working With you uh, the past few months On a lot of different things She is uh, Tentatively going to uh, work with the Youth Committee of Black Wall Street That is really taking shape So we want to bring Miss Felicia on And Ms. Felicia has invited uh, Some of the youth that she's been working With over the last a couple of months too on different projects and they're on the line also we're going to bring them on the air one by one but let's bring miss felicia miller on the air and chairman i'm going to turn it over to you and uh welcome to welcome to the show miss felicia how are you
6: hi miss sonia hi ron i'm doing great you guys
5: yeah very good very good we haven't talked in a while
6: I know, and I'm so excited to be able to talk to
5: you guys tonight and join you guys. Yeah, right. Well, I know that uh, you've been doing a lot. We've uh, met uh, maybe about a half a year now, and uh, you are one of those multitask organizers, I must say. And uh, so tell me, Felicia, what brought you to be where you are now? I know I definitely want to talk about all the activities that you are in, but what uh, who are you to be where you are now working with youth and so many other different issues in the community?
6: Um, well, I've been doing this practically all my life, uh, activist, a co- uh, community organizer. Um, I've worked with uh well the youth and the adults, um, with the mental in the mental health field for about ten years now. Um mm-hmm. I got really, really interested in this working for you on. And um, I got caught. <laughs> well, it's true. I, I got caught up in kind of your dreams for the youth. And when I got to working on them, um, when you were campaigning, I got to I have a passion for it. So I wanted to continue the work that we started even after the campaign. And that's what really got me to where I'm at now.
5: Right. Well, you know, it's um, uh, glad to hear you say that. I was in the neighborhood of the 17th ward. Uh, earlier today, matter of fact, that's what happened when there was car problems. But when I, um, when my car stopped on me and I was on uh, 79th Street, uh, so I had to walk. And I walked, and it gave me some flashbacks of when we was doing that campaign. And mm-hmm. uh, so, uh, yeah, we do have to follow up on, on those specific agendas. Um, and now... What is your interpretation of the youth as it relates to your experience? You're saying that this is something kind of came about more strongly in the past six months or so. How are the youth that you're working with relate to your experience?
6: Um, the youth that relate to my experience is um, I grew up in the Inglewood area um, as a child, Um, I moved to California for some years, became an adult, and I returned to the Inglewood um, community. And um, I see how much the Inglewood community needs someone to not only help them, but to be a voice for them, Uh, the children, the adults, uh, the seniors. It's just time for us to step up and work on our communities and work on making a future for our youth.
5: Right. Well, uh who are the youth that you uh, have with us uh uh today?
6: Um I have uh infamous. He's uh, well he's he does he's a multi talented type of guy, but um he's from Dub Life Entertainment. Um I have Pfeiffer Sick, he's from Dub Life Entertainment. Wait a minute, that's
5: from uh what's the, how you said uh, the the name again?
6: Dub Life Entertainment.
5: Yeah, but the name of
6: the Cipher Six and Infamous, Mr.
5: Infamous. Okay, Cipher Six, that's the 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 name.
6: Wait a minute, let me get this straight.
5: Let me, uh, Felicia, uh, his name again
6: It's Cipher Brandon. Let's just say
5: Brandon. (laughs) Okay, I'm gonna catch up. You know I'm old school now, Felicia. You know that, guys.
6: Well, you got old school. Those those youth in in um, in the 17th ward love you. Yeah.
5: Oh well. Yeah. So you you not that old. They relate to you really well. Yeah. Well, I mean, I it's a heck of a experience based on the the youth that I met. You know, and I met the and I talked to a lot of them that had some strong passion. You know, they really move me, you know, and I enjoy um, being a part of, you know, just that experience working with them and understanding what they want, and they do want power. I mean, I you know, I'm old school, but I feel very good when I was a Black Panther. You know, I feel that blood mm-hmm. in me still. So, uh, and who else do you have with us? Um Jarelle should be
6: here, and Wilkinson. Jarrell have... Wilkinson? Yes. And okay. We should have, Hello. Uh, okay. Pardon. And we should have Katie on the line.
5: Okay. All right. Well, uh, what's the uh, focus now? Where are you all? Um, w- w- what is the main attention that uh, the focus of the group is? And is it called a group? Is there a name or what's the identification?
6: Yes. Um, we're, we're with the Urban uh, Intelligence Project, and what okay. we're trying to do. We're trying to implicate things in the communities and in the cities where children can use as a safe haven and not only that, but learn a skill or talent or use their talents and skills that they already have. Um, We're interested in um, developing higher education for the youth in that area. And not only that, we're interested in in having a place where they can come and network and get to meet people that are in the field that that they're in or that they're interested in learning about. Mhm.
5: Okay, so, yes, they definitely were intramental in uh, the uh, latest edition of South Street Journal. Have you seen a copy of it yet?
6: Yes, I sure did. I was at Pearls, actually, on 39th Street, and you would have thought they dropped a pot of gold on the table. Uh, everyone was running. The paper's here, the purchase here, and I thought it was actually uh, another paper but I was like, what post are you guys um, over there looking
5: at? And it was actually the South Street Journal. Okay. All right. Good. Yeah. Well, the youth actually helped, um, you know, leadership of Durrell helped put that uh, whole package together. And so it's there, and we have to, you know, continue the message that's in there. So, yeah. um, now I understand that you also have um events on where we started on on Mondays nights. Is that how is that? What's the uh content of that now?
6: Uh, we do talent showcases every Monday at Bonds, uh sixty six thirty three South Ashland from seven to eleven thirty. Mhm.
5: Okay. And what has been the uh, the results this far? Um is it what you expect it to be or?
6: Um, it supersedes over what we've expected. Um, we've gotten more serious about it to be able to bring more things um about to the children and youth and to the community Mhm
5: gotcha. okay well, uh is the uh any of them on I'm not able to read our um uh screen, so to speak uh sonia um okay. is there anyone that we wanted to bring on at this time?
2: Absolutely, you're listening to Black Wall Street USA. I'm Sonya Perdue. Our host is Ron Carter, chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago, and we're on the line with Miss Felicia Miller. And she felt to mention she's going to be heading up the new committee for Black Wall Street Youth. Oh, and yeah. we have a couple. We have a couple of people. <laughs> have a couple of I'm future so Black Wall Street. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm excited about that, I'm excited We have a couple of other youth on the line. This is what we're going to do. We're going to hit our switchboard. The first call is from 708 Area Code. I'm going to say you're on the air with Black Wall Street USA, and we want you to say your name. You're on the air with Black Wall Street USA. Who's on the line?
5: Is that an elevator or what?
2: It sounds like it, doesn't it? Area Code 708, last four digits, 1737. You're on the line with Black Wall Street USA. Hello?
1: infamous hello infamous. how you doing sir infamous. Hi, infamous. Oh, how, you doing? how you doing miss felicia how you um, doing
6: yourself
1: mr rob all right all right i'm
5: enjoying the conversation great great <laughs> so emphasis now I, uh you know like i said i'm from old school i'm a little old we met haven't we uh yes we did mr ron okay so, what's your experiences this far uh being associated with uh, felicia and um what do you how can you say the state of um, let me ask you this as well what is your age uh I am actually a Kenny bopper i'm thirty one years old sir mm yeah you are you are <laughs> so but what is your impression of the youth and experiences working with uh, felicia here now oh uh, well yeah, that that's actually the
1: main thing that got me to Deal with Miss Felicia was because that uh, she does focus on the youth so hard. I mean, I'm an entrepreneur. I, uh, I am the vice president of Dub Life Entertainment and the CEO of Team Infamous Management Group, and um, I try to focus on the youth a lot. And well, when I met Miss Felicia, she brought me to the event Vans, and that's actually where we met. And from there, I mean, like I said, it, it catapulted from a, a little rock to a giant stone overnight. And so and I've got to deal with a lot of uh a lot of of youth, period. New youth, uh from that division, from where well, I'm from, I was actually able to bring about Well, let actually, me uh,
5: mm, hmm Okay, well let me ask you, you two this here. What um and I'm trying to get to this uh, if I can uh stage it a little bit. Um are youth in as in danger uh, for the future, or is that over-exaggerated based on, um, yeah, is that an over-exaggerated, you know, we hear that over and over, the youth are doomed. Is that their perception, or is the real just over-exaggerating? I'm not going to say it's an over-exaggeration. I'm going to say it's a possibility.
1: I'm going to say it's very much so a possibility if we as people don't start helping our youth. It's very much a possibility that they're doing themselves, but I don't think that we're over exaggerating to actually put forth the effort to hands on deal with the situation ourselves because if we don't do it within our community, I mean I can't really sit up and wait for society to do it for me.
5: So if you had an uh, if you had to make someone accountable right now, and a government official uh or a corporate official to be accountable to uh this uh, destruction, so to speak, who would, what name would come to your attention? In all honesty, this is coming out of infamous
1: mouth. I would not burn the name. I would say it's the people because you can lead the horse to water. That horse does not have to necessarily drink that water. So, regardless of how sweet the, the Kool Aid tastes, if you know you're going to get a cavity, don't drink it.
5: Wow, you mean to say I can't eat that, 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 uh, that uh, flower candy? You know I mean,
1: you can do what you choose, but know that there's consequences, whatever that you choose. And uh-huh. that's what I, I, understand. I, I have an
6: opinion on that Ron. yes, yeah. um, I would think that it would be the person that um is elected to govern over the community as well as the elected official that should be governed over the official that's elected to govern
5: over the community. Can you give a name? So I
6: would say it would be the alderman and the mayor. Can you
5: give a name? Uh,
6: For our ward, it's, uh, it's Natasha Thomas for the 17th Ward.
5: Okay. And so I wouldn't want
6: to say Ron Emanuel because I'm going to um, give him a chance to see what he's, he's going to do.
5: Well, Felicia, I think that what, uh, if I can, as the chairman of Black Wall Street, and you know how I am sometimes about <laughs> directing, and I believe that you all need to put a an agenda together uh, to present mm-hmm. to Emmanuel for this first city council meeting. It need to be mm-hmm. on the agenda. And
6: uh, we we have that in the motion. Uh, um, when is the first city council meeting?
5: Uh, it's uh, sometime mid May. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah, that we'll you all got to be. ready.
6: we'll, we'll be... definitely be, we'll definitely be ready.
5: Okay. This, uh, this so is if And uh, uh, a
6: showcase, it's actually a movement.
5: Okay, great.
6: <laughs> and uh, you right have this. someone
5: else. Uh, Sonia, you had, uh we have another guest we want to bring on in this conversation.
2: Yes, we do. You listen to Black Wall Street USA. Let's bring area code 573 on the air. You're on the air with Black Wall Street USA. Tell us who you are, what your name is.
7: My name is Cypher Sick.
5: Cypher Six, how you doing, brother?
7: How's it going on, man? Okay, I'm yeah, I got you. What's up, Ms. Felicia?
5: Good life, brother. All right. What's so, uh, Cypher, you kind of heard some of the conversation. Um, is In your terms, do you think it's an exaggeration that you for doom or uh, is more of reality?
7: I wouldn't say um, that it's an exaggeration. I mean, with the way things have been going, it would definitely seem that way to anybody with eyes. But with me being one of the youth and being from the environments that this this doomed reality we see is in, my personal opinion is that um, it's because of the fact that most of the youth are angry. Um, And it's due to the fact that nothing of severe consequence has been done in our communities to give them anything to channel that anger in a positive way. Like Miss Felicia, she gives the showcase, which gives me a way to vent if there's anything on my mind, because I get to go and perform in front of a bunch of people that show love and support to my dream and my passion. Everybody doesn't have that. So I don't think it's an exaggeration that the youth are doomed, but it's it's not that people look at it in the wrong way. I think that they think that everybody who's out here doing the destruction that you spoke of earlier is doing it because it's it's the cool thing to do. Really, most of them are doing it. It's a, it's a cry for help and nobody's helping, all people are doing is pointing the finger instead of trying to extend their hand.
5: Uh-huh. So if you can give a name, associate a name uh, to someone that is responsible, that needs to be addressed, uh, can you give a name, and who would that be?
7: I mean, in my honest opinion, I mean, he's not going to be here any
5: longer anyway, but I would say Mayor Dilley.
7: That's my opinion, because uh With everything that, with the amount of time that he's had in his seat as official mayor of the city of Chicago, when it comes to our communities, the communities that like the 17th Ward and the communities where most of this violence and most of this chaos is happening, he has done nothing to address it other than maybe increase police power and the corruption in the police department isn't helping that either. So it's like he really has done nothing to circumvent the situation. He's just pretty much used it for PR.
5: Well, let me, right, let me ask you this okay. question here. Uh, there was a, uh, the Chicago Urban League had their economic summit this past Tuesday from, um, ooh, what is it, from uh, 1230 to 1 o'clock. It was a and which Mayor Daley was there. Uh, the room here made about 1,000, uh, 90% of them black people that stood up in Dave Mayor daily an applause, uh, twice. Uh, and with that in mind, Mark Allen, who's a columnist for South Street Journal, he wrote a column indicating that it is a social gap, uh, a class struggle between haves and have-nots, comparing the Urban League Summit and the Black Wall Street Summit. Uh, have any of you two been to a Black Wall Street Summit? I was actually, that's what me and you just met, Ron. Okay, all right. So uh, do you know enough about the Urban League to give a comment on that? As far as the Urban League, the only thing, are you talking to me or infamous? I'm sorry. Uh, uh, All three of you.
7: Well, I'll just say uh, the only thing I honestly know about the Urban League is I know I had a few uh, fellow artists in the past, who were associated with the Urban League, and they used to go to a program in Urban League where they were able to record their music, and the Urban League actually gave them some form of promotion and actually pushed their music for them. That's the only
5: term. right. Let me ask you the question. Let me ask the question another way. Uh, are, how do how do the youth identify with organizations such as the Urban League, uh, Nation of Islam, uh, Rainbow Push, uh, NWACP? The Action, uh, National Action Network of Sharpton, is there an identification with youth, I, with those organizations? I
6: don't think so, Ron. I don't think so because I don't see the children out there identifying with those organizations, and I really don't see those organizations out here identifying with the youth.
5: Then I second that motion. Well, all of them have some youth programs now. Every last but one of them They have to be
6: effective held- programs. And when
1: they're effective we'll see that effectiveness in the community and that hasn't shown and, true. And actually, it's it to be like something that they're interested I, in. I feel like it's like a hidden treasure. I mean when Facebook came out that was broadcast worldwide. A lot of these corporations or, or organizations, they don't broadcast that certain sector of what their organization is doing. It's like that's a secondary instead of being the primary.
7: They just do it just to say they have it. They haven't really put it into a full effect so that anybody can even know it exists. You know, yeah, I you. Yeah, another question.
5: Yeah. I, I really definitely, I, I'm sorry I got here, I, I Miss uh, Bivens, but we definitely got to have them back, you because there's so much I want to ask. Um, and one of those is, are you all familiar with the Chicago metropolitan area planning? 2040.
6: Um, I, I am. I got, um, I'm aware that because of Black Wall Street. Mhm.
5: Uh what is your um, interpretation uh, of it?
6: Um, there's no place for uh, minorities. Everything's going to change. Life as we know it, there's nowhere for us to have businesses, um, nowhere for us to really populate and grow as as uh, a
5: community
6: or as people, mm-hmm. so it has
5: me wondering what are they going to do with us? Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, the other two, you all are not familiar, or never heard of the sh- uh, sh- uh, Chicago metropolitan area planning.
1: I agree with Miss Felicia.
5: Okay. Have uh, you heard of it as
1: well? I've heard of it through her. I mean, we've discussed it
5: uh, bits and pieces here and there,
7: but yeah, like, uh, I do. I've heard it through her. <laughs>
5: well uh I mean that's uh, uh, i guess a question editorial editorial twenty forty
6: um books that we got from Black wall Street <laughs>
5: mm-hmm. well that is uh that got a lot to do with my earlier question is the youth are uh um in trouble for the future, and that plan definitely says it is. I just was asking you all based on your interpretation so with the lack of Relationship to the known organizations and knowing that you know there's some real problems in the future uh how do you all uh, see that need something need to happen? What needs to happen in order to turn this uh this dilemma around?
7: The community has to stop pretending that nothing's wrong until something goes wrong. If you notice, until there's an incident, nobody really speaks about what we're talking about right now. It's like they they wait for the opportunity for uh, some violence to break out or for some chaos to ensue, and then they want to talk about it. But nobody talks about it. Nobody talks about war at a time of peace, basically.
5: Have any Uh, of you ever been associated with public housing? I have family members that have been associated with it, but I haven't. I grew up in it.
6: I've had relatives where? that were associated with public
5: housing. Mhm. Uh, where did you grow up in it? I grew up
6: actually in Franklin Park. Mhm. And how about you? And, and in the, California.
5: Uh, so when I come here, it's yeah. like
6: a, a whole new world. Chicago is more segregated
5: to me. Mhm. Okay. All right. And you, say, you said you grew up in it as well. You grew up in. Was that emphasis? Is that what you said?
1: Yeah, in Indiana, um, it was a housing, you know, you know what they,
5: whatever they call them, they project. Right, right, okay. Uh, so, uh, what is some of the focuses or that will be accomplished, uh, regarding the summit the summit committee on youth?
6: Um, some of the goals that will be accomplished uh, for the summit. Uh, right now we're getting together. We have some things implemented. Um, we're joining up with the TRI program uh, that's headed by Greg Mathis. Um To get the word out, just to start uh, getting a touch of urban intelligence into the youth and the young adults in the inner City and getting them to uh at their self, uh getting them to respect one another. Uh we're heading up uh job referrals and things. Uh we're heading up a whole network system. We're putting in place where people can come and register for school or have someone walk them through it whether they need to go to an alternative high school, and a high school or even college. So we're trying well, to set up a, a network basis um where where black Wall Street was in this. Is that it's being implemented? It's being implemented by Black Wall Street because I am a facilitator of the youth for Black Wall Street. Mm-hmm.
5: So, with the um, uh, with the idea of the Chicago Metropolitan Planning twenty forty plan, uh, program, and also with the conditions of the youth. Now, now there is a culture that um in the next issue the South Street Journal is going to be uh printing, uh, a writer is working on it and addressing saggy pants. Uh and <laughs> there's many comments, um and I mean when I was a youth I was a hippie. I don't know if you, I don't I mean a real hippie. And I know infamous
6: is uh infamous and Pfeiffer are a lot younger than me, but I'm against the faggy pants, too. I think that we should start looking and acting the part. We need to I'm sorry. No, what that what was that again? What was that again? I said infamous, and Pfeiffer are much younger than me, so I don't know how they feel about that, but I'm against the faggy pants. I think they need to pull them up.
5: Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. Uh, how do you all feel about that? Well,
0: I,
7: I mean, it's cypher. I, I look at it like this. I'm, all my friends used to say their pants. I didn't. I feel like it's pointless to wear a belt and let your pants sag, so I don't agree with it. But it's like I, I I look at it like this. As much controversy that has been brought up about it, it's predominantly because of where it comes from, the source of it. So I will agree in the aspects that the, the youth that do it, the young men that do it, they don't fully, or at first they didn't know where it came from. Then they found out where it came from, and they continue to do it anyway, so it's like, <laughs> most cars, they're gonna do they're gonna do what they you know what they feel is is good for them to do I mean I don't agree with it, but it's not it's not gonna stop overnight because we tell them to stop doing it you know mhm
5: well but is it a um is it a uh what would you call it a uh just a style for right now as styles go and come but there was reports that it's been this is a long i think this's been around longer than bell bottoms And Bell Bottoms was, (laughs) so uh, do you think it's a phase that's going to to pass, or is it here to stay? I I think think it's a phase.
1: I think it's a phase, but then again, I mean, depending on what our entertainers continue to do, it can change. Because our kids are going to do what's on their television. And a lot no. of the entertainers nowadays.
5: I mean, your Waka Flockers, your Gucci's. When they're
1: performing, I'm not saying I'm not fag pants.
5: So, uh, P. De- so, P. Diddy uh, don't have a chance wearing um, uh, suits, or do he? Oh well, P. Diddy, he's he's a different entertainer.
1: I mean, our kids right now are into Soldier Boy, uh, uh,
5: Waka Flocker, Gucci. I mean, so they're, then, they're, they're, well, they're they're let me. Uh, Right. Okay, then, with that in mind, you know, when I was growing up, I had uh, Curtis Mayfield and uh, The Temptations and James Brown, and during that time, there were movement songs, and I don't know if you right. understand, you know, that like uh, Bob Marley and things of that nature. We had that influence in us, So, and which was more positive, in my opinion, than what it is now. But are you saying that it's – and I know the entertainers influence us a great deal, and they still do influence people. So are you saying that the, the entertainers need to be the leaders based on they are the leaders now, or how does that go?
1: I'm saying anybody with eyes on them, whether it's entertainment, news, uh, radio, Anything, if you got eyes on you nine times out of ten, you should lead by a positive example. If you want to, use to do something, that you You have to show. I, I, I can't ask you to do anything if I haven't done it myself.
7: Mm-hmm. I can agree with that, but the only thing I will say and contest to that is that when it comes to some of these entertainers, they have to do what the corporation tells them to do. It's their job. And the thing of it is is that they don't control. Most artists in the industry now don't control their image. Their image is created for them. So until they get to a certain point, P Diddy is different because he owns himself. So he can do whatever it is he wants, whether it's a classy or hood look, whichever one he decides to do. He just chooses the classy look because he has the well, money. What about?
5: To uh, pardon me, forgiven. Uh, Jay Z. What about him? Oh, oh, oh. Jay Z is a what? tycoon.
7: He's the same. He's the same exact difference. He has so what? much influence What? I mean, in why, what could they have more
5: influence? And you They don't have him much influence. Still.
6: When I'm they start to again, them themselves, they come more into an urban intelligence instead of a thug life.
5: Mm-hmm. Um, so, since entertainers basically have the the ear of the youth, could a some pressure or dialogue or pressure get them to be to lead more or do the uh, record producers um, and the uh, uh, corporations still have that much influence on them that they won't. Or is it money that dictates? The money makes yeah. the world go
7: round. I mean, that's yeah. just predominantly about – see, corporate America, when it comes to the music industry, is what has controlled subliminal messaging, as they call it, as far as what Infamous mm-hmm. said about the kids do what they see on TV – like I said before, the artists who we are speaking about, half of them don't control what it is that they show these kids on TV. It's the people behind the scenes that you don't see that control that. So we can't really fault the artists completely because this is their job. It's just like if you go work a nine-to-five, you don't do what your boss takes, you're fired. So it's like they have to do what their contract and what their um, what their company mandates them to do. Does that make it justified? No, but we have to be more targeted at the corporation behind the artist and the artist himself. America has attacked the artists and the artistry of the music more so than the people that's forcing them to do it.
1: Exactly.
5: Okay, well, let me go to another. Uh, I know this here is uh, Chicago's Black uh, Business Network, and it is uh, um, the Black Wall Street Chicago, and our emphasis is to sustain and increase black businesses. Uh, However, I do want to kind of get into the the psychic if I may for lack of words regarding what's happening with youth, and that is a crime um uh, and give uh an example that say mm, mm, um say McDonald's if it was on where is it Mcdonald's sixty third in Ashland that do not ha is it still sixty third in Ashland yes yeah, <laughs> okay um <laughs> uh, <laughs> It does not have bars on their windows and but there can be stores around there with have bars. Is there some psychic on, on on crime that you know what to attack or what to destroy and what not to, and then is there really a crime issue or is it something else, or is it you know because my understanding most mainly crime is motivated uh, by money, but
6: yeah, I is think it that, something um, else or what? Stores- I think a lot of stores have the bars on their window. A lot of our stores in our community aren't black owned, and I think that that's immense trust for the people that's coming in our community um that's really taking the money out of our community and it's letting us know that they don't trust us
5: well, if those bars was taken off um if you what's a busy street in inglewood, give me one um Ashley, Okay, Ashland. What in Ashland? 67. Um, Street in
6: Ashland.
5: 47. 47 in Ashland? That's not black. Mm-hmm. That's not Inglewood. <laughs> no, right. Where are oh, you going, okay. Felicia? Well, 67 well, in
6: Ashland. Yeah. Pardon? 67 in, in
5: Ashland, where they just built that big um, mall. Yeah. mall okay, okay, so take that for example. If the whole neighborhood uh, look like see those most of those stores or do they have uh, bars on their window? Now just take yes. Inglewood and no stores have bars on the window. Would that be safe to do that? Uh, Would it be safe to take
6: them
5: off? Right, every store and then just like in uh, on the north side, you go on the north side. There's no I, bars. I believe
6: so because. The north side isn't any better than the south side or Inglewood exactly. um, area. So but would that work? I, I mean, that would, well, with
5: those, um, that, is, would those businesses be taking a gamble to take their bars off their window in Inglewood?
7: Not, not any more of a no. gamble
5: than they would take by opening up their store every
7: day, Rob. It's Safety is, right. a relative, is a relative statement. It's like nowhere in the city is safer than any other. That's a perception of what's safer because honestly if you go to a side of town where you don't see a lot of guys standing on the corners that doesn't mean you're safer it just means that when something happens you're not going to see it coming oh
5: Mm -hmm. exactly okay so what is the attitude i'm going by the psychic again uh some of you've told me that um when they block the neighborhood block the streets driving they do it because people don't people let them do it, and because people let them do it and don't say nothing to them, they take control. Is that the case, or is just just no thought about it? Uh, As far as who blocking the street line? Well, when they're driving down a one-way street, they stop in the middle of the street, and they talk for about five minutes and hold up traffic.
1: Well, my personal opinion with that line, I mean... If they stop in the street and have just a quick whatever but if they if if you're behind them and they know you need to get past and they're just not letting you pass, I mean that's the individual. That doesn't really have anything to do with the society, or the the town, it's just individual. Sometimes you get people that just feel like they're just that tough Tony that they don't have to do that and then you know, with with today's society it's so much protection, so everybody just does weird things just regardless. Mm-hmm. because they don't feel there's no consequences come with them or, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. You know, Then again, is there's some people in certain neighborhoods that will do something about that.
5: Mm-hmm. Well, is there such thing as a, a game problem? <laughs> um, um,
7: yeah, but I, not in the way that people talk about it, Ron. Uh, I'm going
1: to say it it's as much problem. Of a, of a gang as it is financially. I mean, so they don't weigh out each other. They can they they can continue to try to throw it off on the gangs, but a lot of individuals, a lot of individuals that's um, getting incarcerated or, or doing these these different crimes or whatever the case may be, a lot of them aren't gang members until they reach our government facility. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And they're being forced to become <laughs> yeah, I gang members. A lot of them are just survive in
6: that population.
1: Exactly. Just, uh, they, they, they have to do that. It's like, okay, out here they're just trying to be cool, keep up with the Joneses, whatever the case may be. But once they get inside that facility, that's the only way that they have to survive. Regardless, if you go in there and you're just, Ron, oh, you're going to probably come back out and you're not going to be anywhere near Ron if you come out.
5: mhm. Yeah. Well, really, I'm
7: sorry. What was that again? No, I just wanted to make a quick comment. As far as the gangs out here, that's not the ones that, like he said, the ones that are trying to keep up with the Joneses. 50% of them are doing it because they think it's what they're supposed to do. But what people sort to of realize is that another, the other half of them are doing it because they're raised to do. it. It's what they're taught. They're programmed. Their family is affiliated with that. So it's like if you're brought up under that, just like you're brought up under a certain religion. If you were brought up as a Christian. You're not going to believe anything but Christianity. You're not going to listen to Muslim uh, Islam. You're not going to listen to Jehovah Witness. Any of that. If you're brought up right. to be a certain gang member because your family is affiliated with that, that's all you know. So it's like it's it's as if it was brainwashed into you.
5: Well, let me ask. You, I'm a, uh, a little experience uh-huh. is that I went to uh, Cook County Jail maybe about ten years ago, first time, and um, oh, I guess I was about I don't know how to shoot forty something. Uh, and uh, the the guy asked me what was my problem because I'm just not going to jail. And but when I went through Cook County Jail and it was this line that's four deep, almost a, a block long, in Cook County Jail of young black men. And when I seen that, you know, I had to shout out. But as I shout out, you know, in surprise, I was the only one shouting out and was surprised. Is there some yeah. consciousness among the youth on based on what's happening with this jail uh, of black youth going to jail? I mean, is there some type of consciousness? Is there some uh, dialogue that's going on regarding this uh, incarceration of black youth? Well, um, I
6: believe, okay, I, guys.
1: I, I believe that possibly. Um, they have been there before, I mean it wasn't the, it wasn't their first time eventually because apparently because they knew whatever to say, and you didn't Mhm, so I'm not gonna say that um it's 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 just a conscious thing, but maybe some of those that were yelling it was a conscious thing because when you get in there, you have to adapt very quickly. It's, it because the second that you look at it, out of ordinary or different, you don't know the next move. Well, that if it's, out, if it's out when you're when you're free, okay, your wrong move. You may have a chance because now you knew you'd have made the wrong move. Family up and move you on the north side since you just was messed up off south.
5: Well, here that's not a, that's not an option. Mm-hmm. Now
8: an there option.
5: is. Right. Now, that is on an individual level, but when I was in jail, uh, it seemed to me that half of the people that was in there was in there on Trump charges and Mm -hmm. being railroaded. Mm Is there a conscience among them to realize that they are being uh, railroad, you know, I
6: don't think so because it seems like they they know the system. They know what to do to wear them down to get them to where they want them. Yeah, and
8: so it's I like don't really, think that
6: youth are really conscious of it because they're being they're, worn down.
7: A lot uh, of, youth by youth
6: tactics of the system. Okay. What you?
7: I'm sorry. A lot of what I was going to say was quickly. A lot of the youth out here, and I say this because I'm 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 only 20 years old, so I've I've been in the midst of the, the recent chaos in the last few years. A lot of the youth out here feel trapped. It's like it's it's simple within black and white. It's either die or go to jail. It's like if I if I do everything right that I've been taught to do and do no criminal activities whatsoever, I'm going to be singled out because I have no choice but to live in this impoverished community where criminal activities go on. So I'm going to get taken out. If I do get a part of the situation and become a part of these activities, it's a very good chance I'm going to go to jail, but it's like it's better than dying because at least if I go to jail, I'll still be alive. So it's not even cognitive of them that. Once they get in there, what's going to happen? They're just, they don't feel like they have any other options. It's like you're trapped between a rock and a hard place, and everything in between is on fire.
5: And that's Felicia, how a lot of you got a, you got a lot of work, my dear. You know that? Yeah, yeah. I
6: I pray every night and I pray every day, but someone has to start somewhere. And I just think that they're worth it. I think that this world is theirs and they can accomplish so much more. So I think if people know better, they'll do better. So I'm testing mm-hmm. my theory out. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, uh,
5: do you want to get in here as we get ready to close out?
1: And,
5: and, uh, it's, it's, yeah, go ahead. I don't agree that it's a lot of work.
1: I I think that it's a lot of dedication and a lot of determination, which Miss Felicia had uh, within the short amount of time that we've been dealing with her. Um, she showed she showed rap, rapid rapid growth as far as the numbers of youth that that has been on that bad streak, and now they're they're coming in bonds every Monday instead of going to do this carjacking or do this that and the other. What what that regular thing was. And, and
7: I know some
1: of them personally but I like been doing I said, I mean, that have that I I just think we just got to stick at it and keep at it and, and promote uh-huh. this the same uh-huh. way as they promote anything
5: else. Well, I would like to. You want to get in on this? Uh, did Opposed? you want to get in on this? Where? Okay. Well, okay, I want around. to. Yeah, well, I want to make sure that uh, you all hold me accountable. And my role with uh Black Wall Street and also the and editor of south street journal and by the way, uh you all need to submit me some articles for next week's paper Okay. Uh, you know I need to get those right away and uh let's talk and again, Jarrell was the uh uh helped put this go section of South street journal uh together. Uh, y'all need to get in contact with him, make sure he follow up. If not, uh, Felicia, your job is to find somebody else to do it.
6: <laughs> oh, Darrell coming back. <laughs> yeah,
5: well, you better hurry up and get on the case I'm then because we got to Darrell get another paper out. I think that
6: they were excellent for the job. Um, they are very passionate about it, and they put their heart into it. So I think that they would be the best. Oh,
5: have they got a copy? Is, is it? Did they get a copy yet?
6: Um, I I, I think so.
5: Okay, all right. Well, uh, Sonia. Yes. What are you doing? I'm working. Were you asking
2: me if I want to get in on it? I'm listening to you. I oh, was, well,
5: yeah, because see, we never <laughs> talked about you, Sonia. We never, you know, we just so busy, occupied, and well, you just I doing all this business this network thing. stuff
6: yeah and I want infamous and Seifer to know infamous Cypher, and Sonia is one of my role models and my mentors as mm-hmm. well as one of, but miss Sonia is being a black woman
7: well, we love you for yeah. miss felicia. We love you for that because miss felicia has been um she has been a cornerstone in our lives in a small amount of time, and i I feel like she's the right lady for the job oh yeah
2: I have every I have every confidence in Miss Felicia uh, to do uh, an exceptional job in building up that Black Wall Street Committee. Uh, it's been laying kind of dormant for a while, and uh, we've been looking for you, and now we got you. And, uh Ron, I'm not going to let you go. And, uh, yes, Ron, we do have to uh, do this again, and we have to do it often, and we need to do it with uh, these young men. Uh, I've learned. I'm in a learning curve. And, uh we need to do it across the country, and just as we do it, with, just as we've done with organizations uh, and people across the country, over there in Benin Harbor, in Michigan, New York, California, and well, by the way, Felicia,
5: let law. me jump. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Sonia, let me jump in on you real quick. Uh, you ahead. know, we still got to go to uh, Ben Harbor. You know that, right? Okay. hmm Yeah,
6: mm-hmm. uh,
2: yeah
5: uh, Sonia too. We need to set okay. some
2: concrete plans about it, and, and well, and I mean, and I would like to
5: invite uh, some of you all, Felicia, and you, you, you all, to go along with us when we, uh, when we go.
2: Uh, we would
5: Sonia, can you organize that as a business I, network? Yeah, Sonia. Yes, ma'am. Would you organize that?
2: I will do that. See y'all?
5: Okay.
2: I'll get Thank it you. done. I'll get it done. (laughs) That's something Sandra and I (laughs) talked about today, too. We get Sandra Sandra Bivers over there on 51st, 10 something up. She gets the job done. Ron knows I get it done, too, and so does Miss Felicia. She's working it out over there on Monday. Tell our listeners about what's going on on Monday over there at Vines, Felicia. Uh Um, I said
6: that we have a talent showcase where. um, People of all ages can come out and showcase their talent, whether they're rappers, singers, dancers, storytellers, uh, poets. Um, They can come out and network and everything. Just come out and and use that as a safe haven. And um, what it's really been doing is it's been collecting uh, all ages. uh, I'll say from three years old to seventy. And we're just Uh, all loving it. We come uh, uh, here. You're not talking about Miss Albarn when you say
5: seventy, are you?
6: Uh, look, they haven't been on stage, but they're coming out. We've we um networking with families. Families are coming out to support their um loved one that's on stage showcasing their that, talents. So we great. have, in our community, we can have brothers, sisters, mothers, fathers, uncles, and aunts. You know, it's it's. Just a lot of people coming together, having
5: fun, <laughs> Well, is, a, is, those, is those are uh, two sisters, I don't know their names, but they normally, when I was there, they came at the end. Those two sisters, uh, both of them kind of slim, are uh, they still doing the same lyrics that they did when we first started? Um,
6: No, we... we with the family uh, still positive, there? We some more positive lyrics. So now, we, they were
5: sounding good, but you know they was pretty strong, right? Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. But they, were they were, really sound good. I really like
6: that urban intelligence To teach them <laughs> positivity and teach them the business and teach them radio play instead of Absolutely. of, of what um, is acceptable
2: in the neighborhood.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. You're listening to Black Wall Street USA and we've had a great evening with Miss Felicia Sandra Bivens earlier over at the uh Obama Fundraising over there. I hope she got in. They're going to go till about nine o'clock tonight. Maybe she can come back and give us a report on another show. We want each of you to come back and join us again. Would you do that for us?
6: Yes, oh, fine
2: absolutely. And uh, we want to send you the link to this show and you want we want you to spread the news about Black Wall Street and Black Wall Street USA. And Ms. Felicia, and sometime or another, uh, when you're having some of the meetings, maybe you can play some of the show and the feedback. And I'll, although the old folks are talking on the other shows, it's still information and dialogue and conversations they need to have and things that they need to listen to, as you say, to instill some, uh, some different type of ideas you know, into that youth movement as to what Black Wall Street is doing. And by listening to some of these shows, they'll have a better idea as to what the real Black Wall Street agenda is, sustaining and increasing black businesses. So we want to thank you uh, for joining us, each and every one of you. We're going to be sure to send you a link to the show and be sure to come back again. And we want to see you, uh, you two young men, over here at some Black Wall Street meetings. And, of course, this trip, that I've been uh, <laughs>
5: designated to prepare. <laughs> yeah that's bin, correct. To we, love for that,
2: we love you for that,
3: We love you. She's
2: going to get it done. <laughs> yes, an organizer. He does it. No matter what they say about it, he will recruit somebody to get something done, and he does it. And
6: he works for that. Yes, don't get done, there.
2: but... But he will ask you to do it, and, and that's okay. So we want to thank each of you for joining us, and we want to have you back again. So have a great evening as we as we close out this show. Uh, Ron, been a great show.
5: Uh, now, I'm sorry uh, I missed the early part of it, but I definitely got into this uh, uh, the, the second part very much so.
2: But as as I told uh Sandra, you really don't miss shows. Uh we've been doing this since December uh oh nine, so I figured you would fly in uh sometime tonight. <laughs> you made it I walked you it in. Over.
5: I halfway walked in, my car broke down on me. Ugh. But anyway.
2: But anyway, you made it. Uh any final remarks in the last thirty seconds?
5: Felicia? Oh, no. Uh, okay. I've, well, I've my final remark is that we're going to work uh, the youth with this uh, Chicago metropolitan area planning, and I'm going to try to give my all that I can to make sure that Felicia uh, do um, what she need to do with our all of our uh, support and participation.
2: Absolutely, she has my support. Anything you need, Felicia. Just please let me know. You listen to Black Wall Street USA. You can listen to a rebroadcast of this show on WJPC Chicago every Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. And you can also listen to our show on our main page, blackwallstreetdistrict.com. Take a look at that. The uh, second national convention is coming up in Gary, Indiana. Is that October 21st to the 23rd, Ron?
5: That's it, that's it. That's going to be the date, and we're looking forward to it. Uh, Chicago definitely will represent it. And, Gary, it is the historical 1972 first black political convention that drew 2,000 people. Let's see what we can do on October 21st.
2: Thank you so much for being a part of all that we do to sustain and increase access across the nation. Good night, everyone.
5: Good night.